Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Genesis chapter 17, beginning from verse 1 to verse number 8. Genesis 17, 1 to 8, it reads, and I quote, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. I think I can stop there. In the living translation, it said, I am Jehovah El Shaddai. Walk, obey me, and live as you should. How many of you think there is more to your life than you're experiencing now? Or you have gotten to the ultimate, the pinnacle of all that God created you to do and for you to be? I've not started. You don't understand. His pastor names us his Pastor, I have only one problem. I've known you for more than 30 years. I've tried to catch up with you. When I think I'm close, then you take one leap, and you are far again. I say, yes, I'm only waiting for you to get to where I am so I can create another standard. I'm about to start. And I want you on this journey with me. Do you understand me? How many of you are willing to take this journey with me? See, true prosperity, it's, it's, uh, it's given to those who understand what I'm about to share with you. I'm not talking of money. I'm not talking of what money can buy. I'm talking of something bigger than money, that money cannot access itself. And yet, money will be at your beck and call. Obey me and live as you should. In the last session, I told you that obedience became the legacy of Abraham. God blessed the likes of Isaac and the likes of Jacob because Abraham obeyed the Lord. You find that in the book of Hebrews. You find it in Genesis 26. Obedience, Hebrews 11, obedience became his legacy. Isaac was about to go to Egypt. God said, don't go to Egypt. Dwell in this land. Abraham had paid for you not to be going up and down by his obedience. Tell your neighbor what you do, what you do? 
will affect not only your children, but generation yet unborn. Before I launch deep into this message, I want you to understand a spiritual protocol. When I call it spiritual protocol, it is established. You violate it, it's like violating the law of gravity. What happens to you? You break your neck. It's an established protocol that children will do the deeds of their fathers. Established. That's why you use such proverbs like, like father, like son, like mother, like daughter. That's why it's often said that an apple does not fall far from its tree. And when they see someone, they say it's a cheap of the old block. Do you know it's also established that through Sons doing the deeds of their fathers, generational blessings can flow to them. And depending on who the father is, generational causes can also flow the same way. That some things can happen to you in life that you knew nothing about. Yes, I know God said, what is this proverb that you use in Israel? The fathers have eaten sour grape, the children teeth are set on edge. They will no longer use this proverb in Israel anymore. The soul of the father is mine, the soul of the son is mine. It is the soul that sinned. I'm aware of that. And also I'm aware that your actions today have its consequences upon your children. You would do the deeds of your father. The book of John chapter number 8, let me establish that truth quickly. I can go from scripture to scripture to establish it, but let's look at John chapter 8. John chapter number 8 verse 37. John 8, 37, he reads, and I quote, I know that you are who? Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I've seen with my? I can't hear you. I speak what I've seen with my father. And you do what you have seen with your? Uh Uh-oh. I do what I've seen with mine, and you do what you have seen with your. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Do you understand this spiritual protocol? But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. 
Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Oh, they change gear from Abraham to God now. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Now have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You have your father, the devil. And the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. So when somebody tells you a lie, he's telling you his lineage. Do you understand me? If somebody lies to you, he's telling you his lineage because the devil is a liar and the father of all lies and all liars. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So you have two fathers here. I want you to ask your neighbor, <laughs> who is your dad? <laughs> Do you know your dad? <laughs> if you don't know your dad, <laughs> ask your mom. <laughs> At least your mom must know who did the job. Except if it was drug when it happened. Who is your dad? Or oh, you can say El Shaddai for all you like. He appeared to Abraham at the age of 99. He didn't know him as El Shaddai before then. What is it that changed in his life? Galatians chapter 3, verse number 7. Who is your true dad? Is that a God or Satan? There's no midway in between. No, no midway. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseen that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. I can take you a step further and bring you to Romans chapter 4. And I'll stop there because of time. Romans chapter number 4. Beginning from verse number 13. Romans 4, 13. For the promise that he will be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through what? I'm going to dismantle some things so that at least you can be healed in your finances. Uh, do you understand me? You stop scratching the bottom of the barrel. Walking like, like an elephant and eating like an ant. And having nothing to show for these years of faith. For all the fluctuations you go through. Am I talking down on you? Are you angry? I want you angry with yourself. Not with me, with yourself. Wait a minute, what am I doing to myself? Oh, but how about godliness with contentment? Your own is contentment. 
Something is containing you. Because godliness with contentment is a great gain, not a small one. Romans chapter 4, thank you for the promise that he will be the heir of the word was not to Abraham, Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who have the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it's of faith that it might be according to grace, so that what? So that the promise might be sure. So that the promise might be sure. So that the promise might be sure. What does that mean? What God did for Abraham, he wants to do for you, so that the promise might be sure to all. The Bible says Abraham was blessed in all things. That God has blessed him in all things. He must be sure of you too. Let me read further. Therefore it's of faith that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those who have the law. But also to those who have the faith of Abraham. Who is the father? Ask your neighbor, are you sure? Oh, you? Is Abraham your father? Are you sure? The last time I checked your birth certificate and your credentials, I didn't see Abraham there. Is Abraham your father? Ogamike, the young pastor of the, of, of, of the youth, are you sure that Abraham is your father? <laughs> Michael, careful. If I call you Mike Abraham, OJ anymore. You will not even answer. <laughs> Let's read. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. Tell, tell your neighbor, it's a personal thing. You know, who we believe is a personal. Choose whom you will serve this day. It's a personal thing. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things we do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed so that they became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your <laughs> descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, 99 years old. Already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb confirmed from his childhood, from her childhood. You're not getting it. The deadness of Sarah's womb being spoken here is double deadness. Because there was a time he had womb and there was menstrual flow, but there was no conception. Now, to add insult to injury, she had entered menopause. In fact, she had entered menopause. Gone. Forgotten. By the time God showed up, and I will show you, and he said, this time next year, Sarah, because she burst into laughter. <laughs> she said, my job, I ain't 
Even a gatama fumi lo you could lay shima chitita shakabula. It's finished. He said so. Go and read your Bible. He said, Shall my husband have pleasure? I got a word on the brother and sister. Breakfast in ready mumbo. Okay. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded. Being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, this is where I'm coming. If he's your father. Now, it was all written for his sake alone. That it was imputed to him. Go on. But also for us. It shall be imputed for us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. If the doctors and the environment and everyone had considered you barren today as you hear the word of the Lord his resurrection power will flow into you and flow through you and resuscitate every shattered dream and every lost hope in the name of Jesus you become mothers of children and fathers of children in Jesus mighty name who is your true father now why why is this message going this route today because you would do the deeds of your father when you are mean when you are stingy when you are so tight-fisted you don't belong to Abraham you belong to Satan ain't kidding I just established a spiritual protocol you have your father the devil his deeds you would do if you have a son of Abraham what Abraham did you would do let's begin where it matters I said to you last Sunday that nothing activates the El Shaddai anointing like obedience and nothing perpetuates its flow in your life like honoring God with your substance and being rich towards God. Abraham gave to God in three unique ways that the world is still debating about today. Three unique ways. And if that is not part of you, then it's either you are not familiar with your father Oh, he's not really your father. Remember the rich man with Lazarus? What did he call Abraham in hell? Father Abraham. If he did, if he had done the deeds of Abraham, would he be in hell? So that you call somebody father does not mean the person is your father except you are doing the deeds of your father. Whether it's biological or non-biological, if you call somebody your father, look at his life and see what he's doing. Let me bring it uh, further down. If I am your spiritual father, are you imitating me? 
Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said, you have many instructors, but you don't have many fathers. Imitate me. And elsewhere, he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. I'm imitating somebody also. Please, just imitate me that way. In the entire Bible, Abraham was the first to give tithe to God. And nobody prodded him. There was no campaign forgiven that day when he did it. And right now, many people's hearts are sealed in the church. With red hot iron. When you hear tight, they shut down. You are not of your father. Because if Abraham is your father, you would do what he did. There was no law when Abraham gave. And he gave to Melchizedek. The first time ever in the Bible that tithe was paid, it was by Abraham. The first time, the first fruit, I mean the first, the offspring or the first of lambs was given, it was Abel. And when you get to Hebrews 11, you'll find his name first there. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, which means God keeps record. <laughs> But as far as tithe is concerned, the first person to do it in the entire Bible is Abraham. And he paid tithe to who? Melchizedek. There was no Levitical priesthood at that time. There was no law relating to tithe. He just knew intuitively it was the right thing to do. Ask your friend sitting next, left, right, are you doing the deeds of Abraham? There are petty irritants in the church who think the moment you mention tithe, you are looking for their money. But you are just displaying the deeds of your own father. <laughs> and those who teach contrary to this also are telling us who their father is. Because the scripture cannot be broken. Now, let me tell you this simply. Abraham paid tithe before the law. And before any liftiku priesthood, do you understand me? Therefore, tithe predates liftiku priesthood and law. <laughs> oh God, help me to help them. Those who cannot do what they want to do at the time they want to do it because they are slaves to wages. So anybody can dangle karate jump. You're looking for jobs. I'm an applicant. I look for that word in my Bible, I didn't see it. Shall I go home? You really want to hear this? Yes, sir. Eh, Pastor, you don't know what we have been through in other places. So keep on 
repeating it like a broken record. As if I sent you there. We are like this because uh, there's a lot of abuse in the church. There's a lot of abuse everywhere. There was abuse in the days of Abraham when he paid that tithe. Because why do you think there was a war between five kings and four kings? Resource control. You're fighting over asphalt as you're fighting over, over oil. But Abraham did not take their asphalt. No. In fact, he told the king of Sodom, I will not take your shoe latchet. Lest I give you opportunity to say I made Abraham rich. The moment they can, <laughs> the moment they can locate the source of your riches, you are poor. You don't get it. <laughs> then they can go there and cut it off. Hebrews chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even the patriarch, Abraham, gave the tent of spoils. Can I tell you this? You may take it, you may reject it. The reason you don't pay tithe anymore, and I'm not talking about this church, I know you're faithful, <laughs> is because you do not consider those who are receiving from you great. You don't consider them great enough to be able to confer blessings upon you. Abraham said, consider the greatness of the man. Why? Because the less is blessed by the better. That's why if you are not called into such ministry, you will abuse people. You take advantage of them. But when God releases grace upon you and that grace flows to other people and they begin to rise also, they begin to reckon. Like the Pelitites and the Keritites and the Gittites with David. And, ah, 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 ah. God used this man in our life. Therefore, we cannot listen to anything wrong about him. They knew he did wrong. They knew that, oh, there was issue with Bathsheba. But they didn't leave him. Because they knew they were in debt, they were distressed, they were discontented before he became their captain. Does that mean God will overlook what David did? No. But I want you to see that there must be some, something extraordinary on the inside of Abraham to look at Melchizedek and say, I will not let this day pass by. And he took without demand. Melchizedek did not need his tie to be king. He was already king. And do you know what that thing did for him? He prepared him for a God encounter. Because as soon as Melchizedek stepped out, God stepped in. Fear not, Abraham. 
I am your sheep, an exceeding great reward. Not gold, not silver, not men's servant, not women's servant, not sheep, not cattle. I am. And if God becomes your banker, <laughs> where might we have to thank you for patronizing them? You don't understand. Uh, <laughs> Standard Charter will have to bake cake and visit you. Do you understand me? Oh, you are not getting this stuff. As a pastor, I'm telling you, Abraham's son was about to get married. Eliezer took 10 camels to carry goods to the woman's house. And they ask you to bring tithe. The Igbo people demand too much money. You are broke. You don't have money. That's all. That's all. You want cheap woman. Mm-hmm. I didn't say about proposal. I said dowry. Because if he has not agreed, there's no point wasting money. <laughs> or you take her for dinner. And she said, thank you. And she leaves. That's the end of your money. I got a green, okay? Do see Jim? He get as he be. Lord Jesse, Lord Jesse, seven, seven, seven course, seven course dinner. Go up, monolateral. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed today. <laughs> nice meeting you. I will be seeing you more. The band pass by. Nico Makiwa. Hi, me. Otio Yami Obode. Abraham was the first to pay tithe, and he paid it to who? Melchizedek. Now, who, who carries the grace, the anointing, the mantle of Melchizedek in today's world? Jesus Christ. He was called to be priest after the order of Melchizedek. Therefore, those who are wasting their time pruning and looking into the law of Titan, they miss the boat. Aaron is not my father. Abraham is. And his tithe was paid to Melchizedek. Not under the law. Are you with me? Can I step it up? Are you of your father? Abraham or your father the devil? Is, uh, are you doing the deeds of your father? Be the judge. I'm not setting you up. Just be the judge. How many of you want to be blessed in all things? Abraham was blessed in all things. Do what Abraham did. You get what Abraham got. That's the first unique way Abraham gave. Without any demand, without any pressure, he gave his tithe, the tithe of all the spoils, to Melchizedek. Hmm. If Jesus is our Melchizedek, Does he, uh, maybe I need to do this first. To establish the difference between 
Aaronic priesthood and the priesthood of Melchizedek, do you think they are the same? Do you think one is a continuum of the other? No, if one is a continuum of the other, then it will be Levitical priesthood as a continuum of Melchizedek because he came before, before Levitical priesthood. Aaron was not born when Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek. So don't confuse Judaism with the Christian faith. Don't. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today. But it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. This message will continue in a subsequent episode. I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye for now.